welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Today, I have a very special guest, Angela Lalande. Angela is a USA Today bestselling author, real estate attorney, and owner of Lalande Title, a real estate closing company offering home buyers, realtors, lenders, and business title insurance, escrow, and closing services for residential and commercial properties. Her main mission is to provide excellent and engaging professional service in every closing and to make the closing process smooth for everyone involved in a real estate transaction. Her desire is to empower others to rise out of darkness to light. Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Lance. Happy to be here. Yeah. Before we get into what you do over at your company um, and with your book, tell us how you got here. You know, that's one of the questions I love to ask everybody. If they're entrepreneurs, are you the first? What drove you to entrepreneurship? Yeah, um, I would say there's a lot of, you know, rising and falling and rising and falling and rising after a fall as far as, uh, and that's really how I got here in the, in the short of it. Um, uh, there's always been something inside me to strive for the more we were, I believe we were created to create. And so, uh, a lot of times people can get in these, uh, they set limitations on themselves. And so they never, uh, feel like they can see, you know, step out of that box, uh, maybe in their family and no one else before them has ventured out. In my family, my father's an entrepreneur. He's owned his own business. He's he's a geophysicist, has um, uh, worked for a long time and has, has done those things. Uh, so I think as far as in my family, he kind of uh, spearheaded uh, that. And then, uh, and then in my heart, I, um, I can tell you more about that, but, uh, I was, I was tired of the, you know, nine to five mm -hmm. and, uh, starting a new family. And just, I started having these, these desires inside of me for, for more, I, there's more, there's so much potential inside of me and so much potential inside of people in general. Right. And so I, I decided to, to tap into that and say yes to the call. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, if we could unpack that first sentence that I read of your bio, your desire to empower power others to rise out of darkness to light, where where does that desire come from? Yeah, um, well, it's it's all in uh, the Lighthouse Method. It's a book that was published that I wrote last year um, in the course of a year, really, and was published in August. And it's called the Lighthouse Method. It's it's it it's really a testimonial of my own journey. Uh, from a dark season of my life into where I am now. And so uh, because I've, I've healed and come to a place um, where I've, I'm shining again, I just desire others to to also, you know, and basically that I lay out a method where people can do that. Because sometimes people are just in a hard place. And they, mm -hmm. they, they don't know how to get out. Um, so this kind of kind of starts that. So really my desire empowering others stems from my own healing and knowing that others are stuck where they are and, um, and, you know, just trying to, to rescue them. Beautiful. Uh, one other thing that stuck out and when I was, when I was, you know, putting together the intro for you was I, I love, obviously, I mean, everybody loves this. I would hope so uh, that you provide excellent and engaging professional services. 
How do you do that exactly? I would love to hear, you know, some, maybe some principles that you have that guide you to do that. Yes. So we are, so I own a real estate closing company. We're known as a title company. So uh, in real estate deals, we work with the lenders, realtors, uh, home buyers and sellers in the process. So we do the title search. Uh, and then at the very end uh, of the whole deal, it's it's the happy time where everybody's at the closing table, signing the paperwork. Most people leave with money. Some mm -hmm. people have to bring money, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's it's a happy time. And so we are a boutique title company. We're, we're on the uh, on the smaller end, and so we we just we just love people. That the we organically grew because of relationships, and we always want to nurture that. And so we we nurture relationships with realtors. We deal with home buyers. Um, you know everybody who really comes down to the table. So uh, and and I'm usually there at the table uh, signing at the end. And so we we want people to not feel intimidated when they come in to our office. Uh, the atmosphere, it's, and we've had countless people tell us just, wow, when, when they think of an attorney, it can, it can be intimidating or think stuffy or that kind of thing. And so we really try to try to, try to take that um, away from them. So they don't have that feeling when they come in. And so we're personable, uh, from the beginning to the end, from the start of when we receive a file all the way to the end. Beautiful. Uh, what do you think your biggest lesson to date is in business? Business. And it could be maybe something negative that you've learned from. I think that's for me, that's one of the best things. It was something to where, um, yeah. yeah, like I, I maybe avoided a catastrophe, but just barely, and then yes. got out of that. Yes. Ask questions. Uh, you know, that's a big one. Uh, many times people can try to, to do things by themselves. If you, you know, find somebody who may have been successful in what you're trying to do. And, you know, they, they there's obviously a model out there that's worked, you know, uh, form relationships with those people, um, you know, uh, who may not be a competitor, but someone that that you can model what you want to do off of because it's it's worked for somebody that that could save you a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think I think uh, obviously for service based professionals, um, listening, asking the questions, listening, taking note of them, and then delivering on you know those those needs, those wants, very critical. Let's move yeah. on to your book. Um, yeah. What what inspired you to write the Lighthouse Method? Yes. Um... So about a little, little over 11 years ago, uh, I was uh, in a really uh, difficult season. And uh, for me, some people, well, people can be put in the dark by their either their choices or sometimes as the choices of others that have put them in this place. Uh, for me, a lot of it was choices that I had made. And so uh, I went through the season of coming out and healing and um, all of these steps. And so I, I had this, this letter written on my laptop. It stayed there for more than a year. It, it was almost this outpouring and it was called a letter for the one. And it was, it was for the one, which really is, there are so many who people who could probably be the one, but, uh, for people who, um, are also in a dark place who may, may have, um, been floundering around, feel like they're, they're, uh, about to drown under the waves of, of, of rejection, sadness, whatever, whatever it is that happened to them, grief. And so, uh, so really, I think, and I had kind of touched on it earlier, once I was out, 
this this letter which just kind of came out of me um I knew that it was to write a book so then I got in touch with uh an editor and a book coach and she helped me hash out the outline we got everything together it took a little bit of uh, about a year to get it all uh together I'm, I'm sure I could have done it in less time uh but I kind of balanced uh you know, motherhood, sanity, um, <laughs> business owner. And, uh, you know, my husband and I have three small girls that are ages two, four, and six. So we've got a lot of moving parts on our end. And so uh, so I put the book together and it's really just the, the desire for others based on, you know, what I had gone through. Uh, how, does, how does the method that you've developed, this lighthouse method, help others overcome hardship? Yeah, yeah. So it it lays out a a, a plan. So I, and I'll kind of uh, I'll list I'll I'll list a couple of the principles if you don't mind. Sure. I'll just dive a couple into this. Uh, so it's made of five steps. The first is uh become uh, I'm sorry prepare to rise up. Step two is become a prism, which I want to go into that uh, because it, you probably have no idea what that means, but it's mm -hmm. neat because I actually dive into science, which I'll do that in a second. Three is have the right support system. Four is bend your light and shine. And step five is uh, find harbor and become it. So uh, it gives you know people steps. So at the beginning, at well, at the end, step five, you are, you are um, courageously taking your steps to reach the shore and you're actually becoming a lighthouse for somebody else. That's like the end result. But at the very beginning, you 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 have to um, prepare to rise up because you can't just stand up. There are things that you have to do in your life. Preparing to rise up, uh, you first must cast the vision. So think of some of the greats throughout history before Leonardo da Vinci uh, painted the Last Supper. He saw the masterpiece in his mind. Before Venus and Serena Williams were tennis legends, they saw themselves as champions. They first cast the vision. The same can be said of anybody looking to rise out of the waters of depression, anxiety, or fear. If they see it, they can become it. So it's very uh, important that the first thing is to cast the vision. Then uh, somebody can commit to taking regular actions to stay healthy. And this is filling your time with things that are good for your mind, body, in spirit. Um, I'll be the first to say that I was not doing that at the beginning, which was why it's so important to, to, to fill your time with things that are good for your mind, body, and spirit. And a couple of those, I mean, exercise, I think that's a, that's a given for everybody. There's so many benefits of exercise. Um, listening to a podcast on overcoming was also uh, something that was good for me, for anybody who's dealing with something uh, difficult. If if you can find another story, somebody else who may has over, have overcome in a similar area or have a you know similar situation, listening to their story of overcoming will actually can give you um, uh, motivation and encourage you to walk towards obtaining your own. Uh, so those are a few parts of the preparing to rise up portion. And again, I go way into this into the book, but I'm not going for time's sake. I won't dive into that. I would like to touch on step two quickly yeah. and uh, step two is become a prism. So you become a prism by being transparent and purified where the impurities in your life are extracted, allowing you to become a conduit for light. So become a prism. Why did I name it that? Uh, have you heard of the name Augustine Jean Fresnel? Have heard it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You're the first person to say it. 
Um, I had not before I did research on lighthouses and it was so interesting, just the whole concept of a lighthouse and what it represents, a tower, a beacon, a shining light to those lost at sea. It can illuminate the way for one who has drifted off course or one who may not even know they've, they've drifted toward the rocks. So uh, just the whole thing about the lighthouse, but this, this man, Augustine Jean Fresnel, the world knows him as the French physicist whose invention of the Fresnel lens revolutionized lighthouse technology in the early 19th century. Uh, it is called the invention that saved a million ships. Uh, I wish I had a picture of a Fresnel lens. It's, it's really neat. Basically, it's a prism that, that mm -hmm. was put inside a lighthouse. Uh, because uh, of this prism, it allowed, it could take all the light emanating from a source, channel it out into the night to over 20 miles out to sea. Uh, and it saved millions of lives because before this invention, uh, lighthouses weren't able to emit a lot of light. And so ships would run aground on rocks because they couldn't see where they were. So it was amazing what he had done and the whole idea about the prism. So it's a prism inside a lighthouse that causes, that allows the light to pierce the night. And we also have light inside us. And I'm going to make that connection as well. Uh, so before a prism can become this beautiful creation, it must go through a purification process. Uh, so let me explain. Most prisms are made of, generally made of glass. Most glass is made by combining sand, soda ash, and limestone. And I'm not a scientist, but I did, I did my research. <laughs> sand, soda ash, and limestone. And melting these elements at a very high temperature, once this happens, the, the materials, the impurities inside melt away, and what is left is a beautiful, uh, pristine, sustaining creation. So the prism uh, comes out of, out of once the impurities are extracted. So just as a prism must go through a purification process, we too must go through our own purification process in order for our light to pierce the night. When we are cleansed, when all our dirt is washed away, we can see and be seen with clarity. So I have a purification process that I list in the book uh, in, in a chapter that's called Become a Prism. So if, if, if your readers buy the book, uh, there's more to that. You, you're great. Uh, you used one of the words that really stuck out to me was a story. And I think obviously people, I agree with you, they, they learn from other people's stories. Um, yeah. So tell, were there any, is there any from the book, uh, you know, how, how did you were they personal stories yeah. that you included in the book? And I mean, were you trying to keep sort of a personal guard up with them at all? Or did you just let it all loose? It, I'm 100% vulnerable. And uh, I mean, I can go into that this this morning. Um, so it was my own testimony. And there, there are other stories in there of other people who have maybe uh, been lost at sea, you know, kind of things. But, but with me... Um, in, in law school, uh, yeah, one of the things that I talk about, and there's a comeback story with that. So I'm a real estate attorney now um, in, in law school. Uh, and I'll just back up a second. Uh, one of my natural giftings is writing. It's always been my, my thing. Most other things in my life took lots and lots of work to do. Uh, for instance, in sports, my dad said I was always the, the fastest person he ever saw who didn't run 
who ran without bending their legs. So <laughs> it just took me it took me a, a little bit longer to kind of grasp some things. But writing was always a world. I loved resting in the realm of the imagination. And it was a very uh, comforting uh, place for me always as a child. And you'd always find me writing anywhere and everywhere I felt inspired. So um, I had run one, one writing awards growing up. And so in law school, I was taking a, a writing class and um, and I ended up plagiarizing a draft of a paper, which put me in a downward spiral. I had to go through this big thing that I don't have time for enough today, but it was an awful period of my life um, where I just uh, uh, ended up not being able to uh, sit for the bar exam in, in Mississippi later I had my comeback in Louisiana but it was a very very difficult time for me so I talk about that situation and and the really uh, dark time and how I came back from that so based on my experience mostly uh is what I kind of base the steps off of yeah which leads me to one of my other questions here so I, we do actually have time if, if you would elaborate a little bit further yeah. so so how how do you come back from a monument from a failure like that i mean it was your decision to do it and then obviously you owned it yeah what were the what were the steps that you took yeah. then yeah well uh so so then um i it, it, there was a lot of um so so what i did with the uh, after the violation uh, i allowed the horrible thoughts about myself and others thoughts over me to to really sit with me for a while so i had a lot of oppression and torment for a long period of time but once i once i decided that uh those those thoughts of myself and that other people had said even were not true i was not i am not a failure i am not this horrible person that i thought i was or had been made to feel when i started aligning my thoughts with really heaven's thoughts of me um i was able to lift my my mind look outwardly and say okay no that's enough so there was it in that courage was able to be developed inside of me i was able to face my fear which was rejection hmm. um there's some of these principles, you know, really facing, facing your fear. Sometimes when we are, we are rejected. So for me, I was rejected by the legal community in, in Mississippi mm -hmm. and, and I just wanted to run away. So I did, I ran away at first. I mean, uh, I'll tell you the day that I found out that um, I couldn't take the Mississippi bar exam. I was actually sitting at my parents' home and I was studying uh, for the exam and, and, uh, it, it was, it was a really tough time. Um, I just felt very lost and, and shattered. And so I, I hid and I ran away. So when, when I turned back around, so there's, there's facing your fear rejection, um, which is what I did developing the courage to move forward and, and say that those, you are not those things. And that's, that's really where we're part of it, um, in what, in my comeback story. So, uh, I was able to, applied for the Louisiana bar exam, accepted me. That was, a, again, another kind of long road there. But we have more inside of us. Um, if we allow moments of rejection or thoughts of ourselves that are inaccurate, yeah, maybe we made some horrible choices, but uh, we can overcome them. You yeah. know, we we can rise up from those things. And um, and if we sit and, and, and 
instead of facing them, then we allow those external things to, to really come over us and we, we will sit in trauma forever. Yeah, it's true. What, uh, so you pass the bar, you pass the bar exam, you become an attorney. Yeah. What, so do you practice for a while, then do land title? How did that all, yeah. how does that work? Oh, oh my gosh. I love it. So I was doing landman work. It's a great question. Um, I was doing landman work. So I was researching, not using my license at the time, because this is when I was studying for the bar exam in Louisiana. And, you know, at that time I had my degree and I remember vividly, you know, so, you know, so many people, I had moved back home and, and they knew that I was, I had gone to law school. So I had many people go, oh, you're an attorney. And inwardly, I would say, yes, I have my degree, but I can't practice. Oh. You know, all that work for nothing. What mm -hmm. a waste. You know, outwardly, I would quietly smile. And it it, it was it was a, a difficult time for me. And so uh, I was able to to um, study. I think I just lost your I lost my train of thought. What was your question? <laughs> oh, how, well, how did you go from? Yeah, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll pick it back up. That's no problem. That's no problem. You, you pass the you, you pass the bar exam. Uh, yes. This is my assumption. Um, you have the degree. You become an attorney. Yes. You start. You, how do you transition into then eventually doing title? And yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, um, so I was, uh, I was a landman doing research um, in courthouses in different states, uh, Colorado, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. I was doing this uh, for a, a company. And then I went corporate with an oil and gas company uh, after, after that. And so even when I had my license, I wasn't practicing right away. And I was still doing the nine to five thing. And so I remember uh, it was really when I became pregnant with our uh, oldest, our first daughter. And I thought, you know, I really, I st this whole desire of, of a different life and, and there's more for me kind of started, um, I guess I was uh, impregnated with those ideas, right? Yeah. And thought, and so uh, it's a double. And so uh, after that, um, it's, uh, I knew that I would, I would, I would either start my own business or align with another title company and kind of get in this realm because I was doing a lot of oil and gas work, title examinations, and this, this is really surface and it's a different type of arena. And so, uh, the, the doors weren't open at that time, but then I, then, um, I went back at when I was pregnant with our second daughter oh. and I said, and this is it, why I am doing, I'm either going um, my own company or another title company. And so we, I ended up having a dinner with a mentor and uh, I don't want to call him a dinosaur, but he was, he was, he's older. He's been doing sure. real estate for 50 years, but he's a, he was a mentor. And uh, we ended up after having dinner with him, my husband and I, uh, and we prayed about it as well to move forward with uh, starting our own company. So uh, it really was a taking a step of faith because I'm telling you, I was still working for the other company. We signed a lease with office space, not even knowing if we could pay the rent. Okay. Wow. There was definitely a fear factor there, but we also just believed, we believed that we would not fail and whatever we were stepping into that we just had to push past the, the, the fear of the what ifs. Um, you know, I didn't know if I would have one client or 10 clients or a hundred clients. And it's just been a blessing even from, from day one, uh, when I started the title company, my first closing, I was, uh, 
I had just given birth to our daughter five weeks early. So she was in the NICU. Mm. I'm having my first closing, still learning what the heck I'm doing, you know? And, uh, and so that's kind of how it started. So it's been, uh, it's been a really great journey. Yeah. I'm, I'm blown away that you did that while you were pregnant with two, two children, you know, <laughs> sort of consecutively. And that's what pushed you there. So, cause I, I could see a lot of people just kind of reeling back. I mean, but that's, I think, the power of having children. I mean, I, I just recommend it to like all of my younger employees. I'm like, it, it will change your life. And I don't mean in a bad yes. way. It's just the yeah. perspective, the drive, yes. the purpose, all, all of that kind of stuff. Yes. And it is, and everybody thinks when they go into it, like, oh, I, I'm going to be a bad parent or um, I can't afford it. You, you figure it out, you make it work. You, like you took that leap of faith and made that happen. How did you guys get, how did you get your first clients? Yeah. Uh, friends uh my, our first my first closing it was a commercial closing uh the realtor on the deal went to high school with my husband and so really what's interesting is my husband is uh he he owns an, a, a well he started a pool company he's an incredibly gifted designer he's got contacts all over mm-hmm. I, I i grew up in the same area but moved away and, and he, he's born and raised here. And, and just, I feel like he introduced me to a lot of people, but we um, have become just connected with a lot of, a lot of people relationally. Um, and that's, you know, through church business uh, and just, just in the city and the work that we do, uh, those people know people that know people. And so, uh, but, but again, going back to your question, the very first closing, it was the realtor uh, who went to high school with my husband brought us the deal. Very cool. Uh, one, so I've, uh, I'm a real, I'm a de- real estate developer and then a, uh, an investor, um, and, and I've owned several, you know, just uh, primary residences. I have to say title, uh, title agents are very, if I may call you that, um, title professionals are pleasant. Why are y'all so pleasant? <laughs> Gosh, um, <laughs> I realize that's not a blue question, yeah. but I swear everyone is yeah. very pleasant. And I wonder if it has something to do with like, you guys, you guys are there at the finish line. Like it is yeah. a happy experience typically, right? Yeah. 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 I'm saying I'm a pleasant person. I can't speak for the other people. Uh, um, yeah. And at the end, see, during the process, there are things we have to go through with, there can be issues that come up that we have to clear title and you know, other things in the process, but yeah, at the end, it is, it is a happy time. So usually at the end, you know, everything should be, we should have everything together and ready, ready to go. So there should be zero questions. So, so it should be a happy time. Um, and it, you know, and, and because we want to make the experience wonderful for, for everybody who's sitting there. So I would imagine that Others probably have the same goal, especially because, hey, we're at the finish line, guys. This is such an exciting day, you, you know, new home, mm-hmm. new season for everybody. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know about, I can't speak for others, but uh, I, I I too have found generally it's just it's nice people. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two last questions as we run up here yeah. on the half hour. And I asked these last two to everybody, knowing what you know now, Angela, if you could go back in time to when you first started your business, what is one piece of advice you'd give yourself now? Hmm. Um, delegate earlier. Mm. Delegate. What, what, what hesitation did you have for not doing it earlier? Um, 
I don't have enough money to pay myself. I can't pay for someone else. Okay. I can't delegate, you know, the, that kind of thing, which I know it, initially, yeah, there was, mm -hmm. there was nothing. I didn't have a business loan. Didn't, didn't, you know, it was all just based off the closings. And so it took me a little bit to, I think, you know, uh, hand over those reins. And part of that was the control. So delegate, take the control off yourself because I'm telling you when I did that liberation. Yeah. You'll never expand if you don't, if you don't do that, you gotta, it's, it's again, yeah. that leap of faith sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Angela, this has been great. I really appreciate your time Aww. this morning. You're a wonderful guest. Um, if people want to learn more about you, what you do and find the book, where can, where can they uh, follow you? Where can they find out where, where to go? Yes. Thank you. So you can find uh, the book on Amazon. It's called the lighthouse method. If really, if you Google the lighthouse method uh, and Angela, it'll, it should pop right up. It's a lighthouse. It kind of looks like, well, it's looks like this. There we go. There you go. Um, and, uh, and so that's where you can find the book. I'm on social media. You can find uh, me at, uh, I'm Angela Lalonde. I think AC Lalonde, you should find me on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, you can follow our title company. Uh, we, I have a website for our title company. It's www.lalandetitle.com. Beautiful. Thanks so much again for your time. We really appreciate it. We wish you, uh, you and your family and your company uh, nothing but the best. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.